hello everybody welcome back to the cult classics podcast we're in the midst of our halloween season here greetings and salutations there we go uh cameron jones here as always with my co-host mark nussel crow jordan bones and featuring special guest I don't have a clever name. I'm sorry, guys. Chris, Chris Reimer. Reimer. Chris Reimer. Mm-hmm. Chris Re- it's, it's Chris Reimer. Uh, as you we, may have heard him this whole Halloween season. As we try to do every year, we try to give you scare. <laughs> we try to give you a kid's one. This was this is our kid's one this year. We're giving you Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Jack Skellington, the pumpkin king of Halloween Town, is bored with doing the same thing every year for Halloween. One day, he stumbles into Christmas Town and is so taken with the idea of Christmas that he tries to get the resident bats, ghouls, and goblins of Halloween Town to help him put on Christmas instead of Halloween. But alas, they can't get it quite right. After kidnapping Sandy Claus and trying to throw their own Christmas, things start to go haywire. Can Jack and the people of Halloween Town save the day and bring the Christmas spirit? Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I feel like we have to specify from the mind of Tim Burton, True. but from the director, Henry Selleck. From the guy who brought you Coraline and James and the Giant Peach, starring Denny Elfman, Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara, William Hickey, Glenn Shaddix, and Greg Proops. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Is it a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? The debate goes on. There's a good chance it's neither. We'll get into it. That's fair. What's this? It's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. The Nightmare Before Christmas, 1993 or four? What do you guys have? I have three. three. I have three as well. Um, I like when he quizzes uh, us okay, at the time. Uh, that, was just, uh, that was just a good old-fashioned Mark power play. Just seeing if we're playing along at home. Does everybody get a point? All right, The Nightmare Before Christmas, directed by Henry Selleck, also directed... Coraline and James and the Giant Peach, often movies that I get confused with being Tim Burton directions. Tim Burton, yeah, makes sense. Guys, um, these are all from the mind of Tim Burton, I think. God damn it, Jordan. That's, that's four what it shots, says. everybody. That's four. All that's right, a beautiful keep them mind. coming. This movie's written by Tim Burton. That's why you're seeing so many tropes and vibes. And his name all over the it. The story and characters are uh, written by Tim Burton. Um, Caroline Thompson also wrote this. She did the screenplay, and Michael McDowell did the adaptation. There's a lot of Venn diagram and overlapping with a lot of these writers with Tim Burton. Um, Caroline Thompson also wrote Edward Scissorhands and The Corpse Bride, which Tim Burton did, directed. That one, um, that one was straight up him. Straight up Tim Burton direction. And then Michael McDowell also wrote on Tim Burton's uh, Beetlejuice. Do you nice. feel like Tim Burton with Corpse Bride was like, God damn it, that uh, Nightmare Before Christmas was so popular. I got to get I got to get in all the way on this one. I'm going to get to that in another category, but it does seem the refined Nightmare Before Christmas, if you ask me. Uh, original score by Danny Elfman himself. Also, Frank and Weenie, uh, Mars Attacks, and Corpse Bride. Danny Elfman and uh, Tim Burton, of course, had a long relationship, some of which we'll get to in on Verified. Henry Selleck also has some some interesting like animation um, art department credits that I thought were interesting. He was an uncredited artist on Peach Dragon, like the original 1977 one. Love nice. that movie. And then um, he was like an original, like a in between artist they call it on um, the Fox and the Hound and Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, okay. fun! I was gonna nice. guess Who Framed Roger Rabbit. All movies I watched a lot repeatedly as a kid. Brave Little Toaster as well. Looks like oh wow. another one, another so, one in the mix. Yeah. Okay. 
What's that song from uh, Pete's Dragon? What's that? Like, we got a mail of candle on the water, maybe? That one? Yeah, that one. I think that's a... I haven't seen that movie in ages. Oh, yeah, that's good. I was thinking Bill of Sale with the, like, the hillbilly kind of family. I kind of remember that one. All right, on to the the cast. We have uh, Danny Elfman plays Jack Skellington uh, along with a couple other... Uh, he actually plays the uh, Jack Skellington singing voice. I apologize. Um, along with a couple other kind of spooky ghouls in the movie. Yeah, like we talked about earlier, he's mostly a composer in the music department for a lot of the movies we've talked about. Uncredited Oompa Loompa voice in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Whoa. Hmm. And I guess Bone Jangles in The Corpse Bride. So he's, he's, yeah, he's done his little bit of acting. Do we like um, Danny Elfman's singing voice? Not as much as I like his 80s singing I voice. do, sure. Yeah, yeah, for the character, sure. Would I buy an album if he like put out some original music? He did. Maybe not. Maybe he not. was the 80s artist. You might remember the weird science song. That's Danny Elfman's movie. Oh, then yeah, I guess I love him. Yeah, boing. I guess I love his music. Oingo Boingo. Oingo Boingo. Uh, He's the 80s band from that. He, he just does your classic 80s voice like this. Sorry, go Chris on. Sor- <laughs> no, it's all right. I just thought you were going to keep going. I wanted <laughs> no. to hear it. Uh, Chris Sarandon plays Jack Skellington, the actual speaking voice. First husband of Susan Sarandon. It's probably why you recognize the last name. Hmm. Is that true? Uh, in a lot of TV stuff, but mostly uh, known for just this Jack Skellington. He's in a lot of like the Kingdom Hearts adaptations of Jack Skellington. He's like in the video games. As the voice. Anytime Jack Skellington is in a video game. Um, and he's going to be in our upcoming film. Wow. Oh, I did hear there was going to... Oh, He's in Child's film. Play. Yeah, he's in Child's Play. Oh, Dude, who, who had the more lines, Danny Elfman or uh, Danny Chris Elfman? Ninety percent yeah, of the song is song. That's a good point, Chris. That's actually pretty true. Yeah, he has like because between... most of Jack Skellington's non-song parts is just, just pondering up in his yeah. little. It's just like yeah. It, be, yeah, it could even be three <laughs> words at a time. But, but and then and then you know, yeah. singing. and that's... then he says Sandy Claus a whole bunch. Sandy Claus, <laughs> and that night might even be Danny Elfman's just sort of like that's Broadway true. speaking voice, like yeah. sing speak voice. Yeah. Uh, Catherine O'Hara plays Sally, and uh, she also does Shock, too. So I, I assume they affect those voices, because that didn't really sound like her. Go back and see our Home Alone and whatever. I mean, Catherine O'Hara's come up a bunch, something else, probably. In, in the same vein, Frankenweenie. She's in Frankenweenie. Oh, nice. Uh, any she, fr- Christopher okay. Guest. We talk about her a lot. She's great. Uh, William Hickey uh, is Dr. Finkelstein, the voice. William Hickey being the crazy Uncle Louie and... And, uh, Christmas yeah, vacation. Yeah, the, the uncle with the cigar. Yeah, he's in. Go back Christmas and see our vacation. episode of Christmas Vacation. Good drop. Uh, the mayor is played by Glenn Shaddix. This is who you guys were talking about who's in Beetlejuice. Um, he's also in Heathers and Planet of the Apes, the 2001 um, nice. remake. Pa- part of the Tim Burton crew. Oogie Boogie's Boys. He, uh, Locke is played by literally Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens. Good old Paul Rubens. Old old Paul Rubens. Uh, he's got a little shout out as well in. Um, the Batman Returns, he plays Penguin's dad right at the beginning. Well, and this Burton was too, after right? the controversy. Yeah, yeah. that's Tim Burton. Well, obviously, the, the connection huh. here is that Tim Burton directed Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and that was actually Danny Elfman's first uh, score ever. Yeah, nice. You okay. can really tell that it's Tim Burton when they like tell him, Large, Marge sent you, yeah. and they've got that, like, Terrifying that's, face. that's all Burton. Um, Ken Page plays Oogie Boogie, and I don't want to strike a chord here. I don't want to cause a tiff, but he's an all-dogs-go-to-heaven. Cameron Whoa. Jordan. Isn't that um, the movie that you guys fought over? Is he the alligator? No. What do you mean? Uh, then, I'll I'll tell you off in between <laughs> next segment. It's a, it's a different thing. <laughs> oh, I wait. guess I'm. Bl- I guess oh, it no, affects no, some you, people. Nothing, nothing to do with you. You're fine. You're golden. <laughs> no, right. no. Go back to sleep. 
<laughs> you better not be hating on all dogs go to heaven. I'm just saying. Okay. Um, he also, I'm agnostic. I got no opinion on it either way. He was <laughs> nice. He was also uh, in the original broad uh, uh, original cast or cats on Broadway. Played old Deuteronomy. Was, it, was he old Deuteronomy? Oh, ah, nice. You guys. He seems to fit that bill. I know. Yeah. I got the Deuter- Deuteronomy fan club over here, right? <laughs> uh, Mark and Cameron. You love Deuteronomy. No, Deuteronomy. you love Deuteronomy. Right? You don't even know what we love. We love Mr. Mistopheles. Yeah. yeah, I'm a Mistopheles guy. Uh, Santa's played by Edward <laughs> Edward Ivory. I didn't recognize him in a lot. Uh, Susan McBride plays the big witch. We're kind of getting down in some of like the ghouls characters yeah, and some uh, of the co- after chorus we start, voices. Just, get, just a voice work, people. We can start dipping off soon. But uh, she did the Mulan singing voice though, so at oh. least to be touched on there, I think. Nice. Ooh. That girl I see. Uh, Greg Groups. Uh, that one shocked yeah, me. Who's did you guys know that anyway, going in? Greg's no, Proops. did not no. know that going in. No idea. That who's makes line? me happy. Uh, yeah, Gotta whose line is line. anyway Greg's, Greg Proops, if you're not aware? I actually, yeah, just over the last voices. few days, I've been touching back into Drew Carey's improvaganza and Who's Line. Ooh. Gotta love those. Uh, the rest is kind of chorus stuff where they're just, they play a lot of characters, they kind of double up on characters. And then if you do, um, people listening, there's some cool crossovers, not even just with Tim Burton stuff, but in the art and sound and Foley departments. Yeah. People like just take animation, a look. It's, it, animation it's cool. stuff. Uh, animation stuff. There's a lot of crossover uh, there too. I mean, yeah. yeah, a good amount of work went into that department for this movie. So go ahead and yeah, show it some it's respect. It's too much to touch on right now, but go and check it out because it is, it's kind of interesting to look at. Tons of so. people got their start and maybe became Leica. Did anybody become Leica from this? I can't remember. Who can say? Go back and see one of our other episodes. Possibly. Uh, just list where we're at in Tim Burton's career. Give it to me. Just for fun. So Beetlejuice was 88. Batman, the original, was 89. Okay. Edward Scissorhands was 90. Oh. Batman Returns was 92. And then sandwiched between this and Ed Wood is From the Mind of Tim Burton, A Nightmare Before Christmas. And we'll get onto this in, in a second on Verified, <laughs> but the reason that this was not directed by Tim Burton is because he was, he was busy and he's like, I don't want to stop he motion. He was busy specifically with Batman, and Batman Returns pre-production stuff and just didn't have yeah. the time. It's his story, correct? Yes. It is his story. Uh, speaking of yeah. which, let's move it on to Unverified. 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 Welcome to the Cold Classic Movie Phone. It's October 13th, 1993. And currently in theaters this month, you could have seen Double Double, Toil and Trouble, the Mary-Kate and Ashley movie. Fuck yeah. Fatal Instinct. You could have seen that in theaters? Prob- you could see that in theaters. Uh, you say, Jordan? I don't buy that. Fatal Seems Instinct. Like <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies movie. The Beverly Hillbillies movie. The Beverly Hillbillies movie. Wow. Rudy. Okay. Mr. Nanny with Solid. the Hulkster. Mm. Gettysburg. It turns out that actually played in theaters and not Ooh. just in your high school TV rolled in. <laughs> Demolition. Did they watch it over four months or did they just I watch it say, in one setting? I do love a good high school TV roll in, oh, though. Best days ever. Demolition. They man. don't do that anymore. They just have like smart things everywhere. So it's that's like true. it's just in, in the unit. So that's said. Demolition Man. Cool Runnings. Fuck yeah. Go back and see Cool Go Runnings. Go back and listen to our Cool Runnings episode. But you chose Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It took a group of around 100 people three years to complete this movie, and for one second of film, up to 12 stop-motion moves had to be made. It's quite amazing. It's my very tedious, very time Do you, do you think consuming. that's worth it, like, box office to... No. 
like all that work, like but it looks for beautiful. What it is. Mark, it's I get it's for a, the art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's, it's worth. A, it's it's, it's oh, got to be a passion project, right? Do I, as myself, think it's worth it? No, but when I see the end product and then I see a time lapse version of it, how long it takes them to make somebody walk, I'm like, that was worth it. Thanks a lot, guys. I like it. But it's just like it's anybody worth that it makes for a, you. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's just like anybody that makes a YouTube tutorial. I'm like, thank God, there's people like you out there. Now I know how to change my I oil. Mean, for, and for reference, True. again, we'll go to the Parks and Recreation stand in the place where you were. It's like you, three yeah, months of work spent, for like yeah. three weeks. Yeah, for like two <laughs> seconds. So. You tell me, is it worth it? The budget, what would you guess on a movie like this? I'm guessing. Only $18 million. I don't know where that goes, I assume. Kind of, but go on. Made a cool 91.5 million. Not too bad. All right. Made its money back. That's box never office. happening like, again. What, what, what is that? Like, what do you mean? Nine, like, is that box office? Like, yeah, that's like total box office. I think. Okay, for the movie. that's huge. Which is that's awesome. Jordan, you say that, yeah. but then corpse. I mean, we have a bunch of others yeah. we're going to touch yeah, on. Corpse Bride. It yeah. seems like we're. Yeah, but those. <clears throat> not, we're just in a sweet time where movies made, made money, a lot of yeah. money, and those are gone. I don't know. Like the only people really making stop motion is Leica, which are awesome, but they have to make them well, Oscar the, uh, worthy. Who's like the the Wallace and Gromit? It's like uh, oh yeah, there's like that, 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 that's disrespectful. Yeah, 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 there's that other British camp. Yeah, we should touch on. I think, and I guess just... Wes Anderson whenever he wants true. to. True. Oh yeah, good point. Is that yeah, true? Like, stop uh, me. Uh, Sorry, I was disrespectful. Is that true? Stop motion, or is that just like weird computer? I think it, I it think might. It's, stop motion. it's a little bit of both. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay, my bad. Do you do you know what I think the biggest <clears throat> upgrade? And and we're going off on a little bit of tangent. I think it's now that you can shoot digital versus wasting all that money on film. It's made it much more cost effective to make a movie. Oh yeah. 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 Don't. All right, I think anyway. we should touch on like at least like the origin. I didn't realize this was a poem. I, um, so Tim Burton wrote a three-page poem titled "The Nightmare Before Christmas" uh, when he was a Disney animator in the early 1980s. Uh, Burton took inspiration from television specials of the Rudolph and Redner's Reindeer and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, that's kind of where this all began. It, it's what kind if of, Rudolph was steampunk or whatever? It, or it, it's kind of like popularly known now that like Tim Burton used to work for Disney, but none of his stuff really got sold at the time because it was too dark for them. And this was the first one that they bought back after the success of Batman that they were like, oh, he'll pop on this, so let's just sell Your him. box office gold. So that, we'll give yeah, you $19 well, million. Well, so they sold him back one of the ideas that he made for them, but they intellectually owned the rights to. So mm, he was, That's Disney for so, you. So they just greenlit an idea he had under them that they still owned, essentially, is how it got. There's, didn't, yeah, there's didn't, a little uh, controversy behind that because Selleck is like, they both are kind of fighting for who owns the rights and who made the movie, and it, Selleck... Selick mentioned that it's as though Burton laid the egg and I sat on it and hatched yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Well, because I think he said he was only there for like maybe five days of the actual like directing shootings. Like he conceptually made up all the characters and he made up the full poem and he had the idea, but he wasn't, he didn't actually have hands on doing anything really. I'm with Selick on even this to one. to the point that uh, Disney didn't uh, release it under Disney? I well they they did release it they, under Disney but they released it under Touchstone which yeah, was so one Touchstone of their they because they didn't think it was Jordan going to be super Mark did you see lucrative. Tim Burton doing any of this on set that's how long it takes Jack Skellington to like do something yeah. I'm with I'm a seller. no one can see that but Jordan was slowly moving things with his hand <laughs> no we touched on this with arachnophobia but this goes under the the Disney Paramount or the Disney uh just breakaway uh production companies they had trying to get into more adult adult films than just kid stuff see your see our episode of arachnophobia yeah go back and listen um i like it though because it creates this perfect um 
like family friendly horror genre. It's like not quite PG thirteen, but almost, you know. So like the whole family yeah. can watch it. Be a little scared, be a little amused. I really do enjoy again, it. It's like horror for all ages. This was something I had just on repeat as a kid. So yeah. this, I I did love it. And it's a double watch. If you're like me, this is what do you guys think of this? Originally, the Oogie Boogie was originally intended to be Dr. Finkelstein in disguise. There was a whole thing where uh, Sally was going to be more of a love interest instead of being like a daughter figure where he was going to be jealous of Jack and Sally's relationship. So he was trying to destroy everything. I'm I don't care either way. So I guess I, I was going to bring up this a little bit in um, questions, comments, animosities. Mm-hmm. The love interest whatever that is uh but the the boogeyman shoehorned. the boogeyman doesn't really have much connection with the movie except we just toss him in so we know he's real bad connect- and, and then you know jack jack That's doesn't it. like him yeah but it would have been nice to have some connection to the rest of the story True. except he's just down there booging away well, with no. his i do love Oogie yeah Boogie. okay anyway i had uh i had one um just that in terms of like casting so Danny Elfman, you know, wrote all these songs as Jack Skellington because he found a lot in common with Jack Skellington. So he said it was one of the easiest jobs he ever had. Uh, and then, I thought that was cool too. Like uh, that, th- all the songs are really well written. I yeah, think they're and very just it, the, very Broadway. Like, yeah, for sure. It's very musical. Like, just like spoken word song form. Uh, but then that they cast uh, Chris Sarandon after that. Uh, to sort of match Danny Elfman's singing voice, hmm. and it works. I feel like that's what I, that's what that's yeah, what no they say. There. I kind of always just thought it was Danny. It's Elfman, a very so. it's a very seamless voice. Speaking of voices, you guys remember that very brief like narration at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. that was originally Patrick Stewart, and you can still hear his voice on the theatrical who like now? CD. I don't know. Probably who's the old guy he uses as the judge and is like, yeah, it's that guy. It's always that guy. Go back and listen to our Sleepy Hollow. It's the judge. Yeah, it's I that assume. guy. It's the judge. It's that. Oh, guy. but you can still. I'm sorry. You said you can still hear it somewhere. Uh yeah. Well, like, the, the original CD it has like some extended songs that didn't make the cut, and also some of the original narrators such as Patrick Stewart. There was also a storyline where Santa was going to... There was another song number at the end of the film where Santa was going to come back and visit Jack one year later, or a couple years later, and he was going to have a bunch of bone kids with Sally, but that song got cut. But I guess it's still on some sort of theatrical release CD. Mm-hmm. Boned. <laughs> nice. Is Hidden Mickey a thing? Is like is that something in like Disney movies? Is like Hidden Mickey's? They, is that a thing? they do try to put it in there. They, yes. they have a lot of Easter eggs, not necessarily. Yeah. There's maybe apparently a Hidden that. Mickey in this. Yeah, I, it's like on a it's table. It's on the table where Jack is doing. Exp- I didn't. I actually didn't even notice it, but apparently I didn't realize Hidden Mickey's were a thing. Well, I wouldn't say Hidden it's Mickey's. Not it's always just, Hidden they used yeah. to Disney be. has like a lot of just Easter eggs, like I don't know, like like oh, Belle being like in the, the Hunchback, uh, the Beauty and the like Beast. Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. and Aladdin, things like that. You know, they just slip things. Yeah, in. Okay. it's just an Easter egg. Okay, okay. So I did allude to this earlier. So Tim Burton and Danny Elfman have had a long collaboration over the years, working on all their stuff. Uh, Danny Elfman had his first uh, writing experience scoring for. Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which was directed by Tim Burton, uh, before uh, Danny Elfman was the singer in the band. Oingo Boingo. You might remember Weird Science, other uh, awesome eighty songs, but it was. I think he was in another like a teen, like in like a middle school band called like Danny and the Teens or something. Oh, like that's that. fun. Oh, that's Danny and the Elfman. Go dig yes. deeper, and that's, a, that's what you go to, Danny and the Elfmans. Uh, but yeah, it is known that one. Tim Burton and Danny Elfman had creative differences during uh, this filming, which is code for they had a big fight and they. They didn't talk for a while after this. This is why Burton chose Howard Shore to write the film 
uh, film score of Ed Wood, and they had a they had a little gap, but now they're back together. Obviously, they always work together. Full disclosure: I've never seen Ed Wood, but I will sometime. Neither have I. Um, I don't know much about Danny Elfman or Tim Burton, but just based on how they've created the aesthetic of their lives. Probably Tim Burton's more difficult to deal with, wouldn't you think? Oh, I got a fact for you then, if you're interested in that. Oh, tell me I wrote this down. Oh, I didn't say I was interested. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, essentially, uh, when Tim Burton was uh, given the idea of Finkelstein being Oogie Boogie the whole time, something is Finkel. Um, oh, yeah. I know he kicked a hole in the wall and was like, that's yeah. preposterous. That would never happen. And I don't know, threw a fit. <laughs> so, yeah, seems like not the most fun. Seems like, okay. He seems like a pretty uh, intense guy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you on this little fact, and this will lead us into maybe a... a, a, a it's a just bit. from the mind of Tim Burton. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, I mean, that's just what Henry Selick's saying. Um, no, no, no. I'm going to give you the release date, because I think we'll get into, is this a Christmas movie? Is this a Halloween movie? What type of movie is this? Oh, Coming no. up in Question Awesomeness. Release date, October 13th. You tell me. What Christmas movies put out on October 13th? I don't know. It's right at the start we... of the holiday season. And on that Guys. note, should we get into questions? Comments. Comments. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> animosity. Comment. I loved this movie as a kid. I watched it religiously. It was like the second most rented thing. Religiously? Were you one of those weird goth kids that like... I'm talking really. I got only to... wear a Nightmare Before he, Christmas he, hey, sweatshirt. Hey, yo, yo, for... yo, yo. 1993. I was three. It was up there, though, with like this and Donkey <laughs> Kong Jr. is my most rented thing from 2001 video in Manchester, Iowa. I used to love this. Times I mean, have changed a little bit how I feel on it. But it's not my favorite Tim this... Burton claymation stop motion now, but... I loved it. Go on. It's Sorry. A this was a hit for the for the goth girls in early 2000s. True. Yeah. It still is. It still is. Yeah. I think yeah. it's still hot a hot topic. topic. still yeah. sell a Jack Skellington shirt. I'll buy a fucking Jack Skellington t-shirt right now. Uh, the imagery of Jack Skellington in front of the moon True. is iconic yeah. and will still like be with goth people and ever. So like that's not going out style. That probably that's probably like bigger than the actual movie itself to said goth people. Yeah. Slight animosity. I could only find the mm. sing along version on Disney Plus and I couldn't get out of it. So I had so just So you sang along. Well, I'll tell you this though. Here's another animosity I have and you guys are going to hate this. But lyrically, melodically, it's not the catchiest of tune. Like it just, it there aren't a lot of rhymes. The melodies are good though. Not always. It's yeah. usually very no. It's 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 very describey. A lot of the times he's just like, I'm just saying a sentence, and then fitting syllabically would has to fit into that gap there to get to points. Yeah. I mean, Agreed. I'm not saying they're catchy what? songs, but he's just, just singing about all. his life. <laughs> Yeah, because they have the most rhymes. Everything else is either off rhymes or just a sentence, but like just following the orchestra. I, I, it worked for me as a kid, but now it really bugs me how not catchy it is. Well, you you brought up a, a subject that I, for whatever reason, I didn't see this before last year, and oh, this is only the timer. second time I've okay, ever seen it. Wow. So, no, I I watched it. I kind of fell asleep the first time with Megan. Like. We actually watched it after Halloween, but before Christmas. We're like, I Maybe don't know where we're at, but we can it. probably watch this now, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, but, hold on. Go finish your statement. Okay, here hold we on. go. Oh, I was just saying, because, I, because I'm because i not nostalgic about it, 
I don't, I don't hold it with the same reverence and like nostalgia mm-hmm. that the three of you do. And a lot of people do, but I appreciated it for the artistry and the weirdness of it now as an adult, but it is slightly a little boring because of Jack Skellington just talking that. and singing. I, okay. If you hate musicals, you're not going to like it. I would say this one caters also. I'm not saying no. You I, do, I I like musicals. Do you, do you know what I do you know what I thought during the songs? I'd be like, oh, I'd love this director to get a hold of the music. I'd love this director, not Lin Manuel Miranda, but I would have loved the South Park people to kind of collab on this. Maybe really I think it's lean into the comedy instead of the tragedy. This movie also caters, I think, to a younger crowd than like some of the other <laughs> stop motion claymation. So some of the lyrics are very described, like "Here comes Jack, he's coming round the corner now. What will Jack?" say so it's i i think maybe a little for a younger (laughs) oh i do want to say like just in tim burton in general the older i get we all grew up and he was a mainstream director that made weird stuff isn't it baffling that societally he was a mainstream directing like 19 to 20 dollar 20 million dollar movies and then batman it's baffling that he went from beetlejuice yeah, from to like peewee's that he started on peewee's like, it doesn't yeah, make it any is sense a crazy trajectory but then think of john favreau and like you know swingers and then all of a sudden he's like the marvel guy that raided the whole industry yeah but that guy wasn't making like steampunk goth movies That's he was true. still like you That's know true. like he was john favreau well, it's the, his was like a yeah, more I normal mean, well, trajectory. really he, it's almost backwards because you know tim burton's making huge movies even before this well, that's what we're saying. How did he get to how, these to how he just made, he made to me an improbable jump that he ever got Batman and that he became a mainstream director. And now he's not making like original stuff. He's just like remaking things and is on Disney's payroll. So it's kind of like, you know, he's past his creative prime. Sure. Yeah. But still doing stuff. He's got a whole aesthetic. It's just baffling. He makes he makes the weirdest shit like Edward Scissorhands. Come on. We all saw that. Everybody's seen it. Your grandpa's seen it. Your grandma's seen it. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. But you know what I mean? You know what? Now that I come to think of it, neither of mine have either, but they know what it is. They get the references. You they s- definitely okay. heard right. it said somewhere. Is that a Christmas movie? Just honest question. So this is a scary land of Halloween. How dark is it that Finkelstein has like a corpse bride locked up? Like, do people know about that? Because Jack, like, people obviously know about Sally in town. And- I think that's perfectly normal in Halloween town. I think that's just something that you do. Okay, yeah. just checking. Can I can I send a shout out to Sally for trying to poison Finkelstein the whole time? Yeah. Way to carry an extra spoon on you. That is somebody who's tried to poison someone a lot. Or been in yeah. prison. Yeah, sure. Slotted spoon. You got in your sock? Because I do. Because I can. I throw an people. animosity at Sally. You're rewarding her poisoning. <laughs> animosity. If this like if she's like a tied up like chamber in dungeon situation, everyone knows and doesn't care. Just kill him. Just bash him in the head with something. Stop this poison business and just escape. And in fact, she gets out a bunch. Stop going back. Why does she keep going back? So I have the I have actually the biggest question. Is everybody in Halloween Town or whatever their village is called? They're all dead, right? Can they die? Can the, can you kill yeah, him? I think there's different categories. It's it, they're dead people. There's ghouls. Yeah, it, yeah there's was, jokesters and tricksters. I did have some questions about exactly the criteria to become part of Halloween Town. Like, could I just die and go there? Do I have to be some sort of immortal ghoul? Well, if you notice, Jack Skellington to get back there just went into a grave, and I guess does all grave go there? Could you just be got like a goth kid? Could you get in there by t- like I'm, just some loophole? I'm, I'm led being to believe like, those tricksters it. might See? be just that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm in camp. You can be dead, alive, or in between. You definitely got your witches, vampires present, werewolf, a mare with split personality, um, <laughs> a clown that moves his face. The I'd trick say or it's treaters. anything in the vein and spirit of Halloween. Oogie boogie. 
then a bunch of just dead bodies and skeletons. Yeah, there's skeletons. I mean, shit, Jordan. It, there was a hanging tree that was alive and singing. There's ghost dogs. That's true. There's That's jazz true. bands on the street. So could the whole city of New Orleans just get a get a pass? Possibly. Could New Orleans be there? I mean, the Oogie Boogie enough? Band seems very Creole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, just imagine this comment. Imagine how trippy it would be for us to go camping, then end up in a forest where, like, every 300, 400, 500 yards is just a different season. Because it seems like that forest is all connected, and you don't have to go through the doors to get to that land. Jack just walked to the entrances. I'm led to believe everybody could, if you just walk far enough on their outskirts, just accidentally bump into each other. So imagine just... Oh, yeah. No, well, there seems to be magic portal there. Well, That's... like, he just walks to those tree openings in his woods, so I imagine they all are just, like connected right and though maybe that's, that's just like a fast everybody track portal just has different versions of those portals maybe well i don't know but the point because is because he goes through the portal and he ends up yeah, in a but whole he walks world. to all those doors from his world well so, so I, I i would assume each world has access to all the doors yeah, that's what i'm saying so i think so, if you yeah. walk anywhere in a, a day's a day's pondering worth and singing whatever jack i'd probably did, say so. from the center of town six feet and whatever that translates into from stop motion to real life, you know, probably four miles. About three yeah, years and 100 people. Yeah. Yeah. Probably about 7,000 feet of film. <laughs> and good God. I can tell you what, if, if Jack Skellington went to St. Patty's World, like all of his, all of his, all of his missteps and creepiness, everybody would have been having a blast with it. Like, can you see the shrunken head? Can you believe there's snakes and spiders everywhere? We're all wasted. <laughs> So comment seems like the real answer here, and we don't get a defined thing at the end. I mean, I'm jumping ahead and maybe a bit there, but it seems like Jack just needs a holiday in Christmas town because, like, they just finished Halloween town. They have like 300 plus days. Like, just go take some time in Christmas town. Don't change your vibe, but just blow off some steam. That's all yeah. he needs to do. Yeah. Is it okay? Is it Halloween every day in Halloween town? Because I think so. Well, so well, okay, if, so, if that's the case, then it really fucked things up with Santa bringing snow there. At the right, end. right. So like, do, but they never see snow. I mean, again, though, it's much like the movie Halloween Town. Although it is not Halloween every day, every day is Halloween in in an aspect. You know, everything. Yeah, they live it. They live centered it around. Okay, that. so I'm saying mid, but it's not the actual thirty February. Every day. Does it feel like October thirty first, or does it feel like mid February? October thirty first. Thirty okay. first, I think. Yeah, magical woods. Because you're you're amped up, you're ramped up oh, for all okay. year. It's always just in a state of like a recycle of October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just the month. Oh, I got a question. Here's here's a shout out to Jack Skellington. Mm -hmm. He missed the mark on a lot of Christmas, but he did pretty damn well for not knowing it that much as a holiday. He loved it. You know. You also think though his intel was from Halloween to Christmas. So he spent a lot of time yeah, trying he to figure about it out. a year for it. So that's true. He actually well, not a year, but he had like that. a month and a half, two months to try to figure this shit out. Oh yeah. Yeah, then then that wasn't too bad, right? Yeah, he was just shabby. up there pondering. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. He definitely shouldn't have pushed. Like he should again. He should have vacationed in in Christmas Town and not tried to push it on the rest of Halloween Town. Yeah. Now take time off after Halloween. Blow did, some steam. Live the joy. Did Christmas. they? Did they skip? Did they skip Halloween that year? No. The, we come into the movie. No, we end on. We're Halloween. coming at the end of a great Halloween where Jack blew it out of the park again. Okay, and then so we're saying it's all on a two month period. Yeah. Uh huh. 
Yeah. Yep. Which I guess is kind of confusing because it seems like Jack's up in his study yeah, for about seen, seven years. Oh, yeah. we'll also comment on that. Not only does Jack not understand Christmas fully, but I'm led to believe he doesn't understand science or math either. Because his equation is like Christmas hat plus claws equals like candy cane equals Christmas. He's writing down nonsense. Or is he a genius? <laughs> I actually, yeah. I, that I only got past that. I only made it to an algebra level math education, but that that's not how it works. I, I, I do enjoy the the way um, the stop motion looks in Christmas Town. I thought they nailed it. So even though I do believe this is a Halloween movie, that did give me a little bit like, oh, maybe. Well, he's definitely, maybe you get a little Christmas They were definitely feels. getting inspiration from those old stop motion like Christmas things. So, but they kind of nailed it. I do it. believe, though, they, they did say they took inspiration for that downtown specifically from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I, I saw it looks tri- like trickle down from unverified, but I saw a few different like origins of exactly what gave Tim Burton the idea. But it, it, I think it was he was seeing like the day after Halloween Christmas decorations being taken down with Christmas stuff being put up right next to it. And he just thought the juxtaposition was kind of just funny how we're that's, cramming it yeah, together that's already. That's definitely unverified. Uh, so, so in 93, we're already doing that, but now it's brought a whole new level. And I and actually, it's, it's probably one of my favorite like uh, just counters like to Halloween versus Christmas. Like, I feel like it's just a perfect counter aesthetic. Chris is right. Bring back Thanksgiving. I do. There's I one. Mean, you, you love Thanksgiving more and more as an adult. You're right. Thanksgiving has been, uh, at least commercially skipped over completely. There's nothing, and, pre- nothing maybe profitable about it. Cornucopias. From a, from a, do. yeah. Well, from a, like a decoration standpoint, it may be, you guys clearly don't know Pumpkin about the turkey pie. industry. No, no, it's a great holiday, but um, you go straight from decorating from Halloween to Christmas immediately. People don't. There are no cornucopias anymore. Yeah, you know what I mean, no, but people buy a turkey. Huh? Hey, just just question for you guys: Why are those trick or treaters so um like subservient to the Oogie Boogie Man and so loyal? If Jack Pumpkin, if Jack is the king of the pumpkin patch or whatever. Why? What's what, what's that's the, easy. What's the deal with the Oogie Boogie? That's man? easy. He's got a dangerous appeal. I don't. He's no, dangerous. we needed a bad guy. He's, He's dangerous. dangerous. He's Lock, dangerous. stock, and barrel. They love You're dangerous. Boogie they're man. just they're just kids. Um, they're just kids. They're mischievous. What those? Oh, I do have a question about mm-hmm. those three. What we got? They were dead kids, or they born in Halloween we, Town? They, like what's uh, their story? They're, 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 they're just they're the havoc. They're, they're just yeah. Halloween. They're tricksters, Jordan. You they're know tricksters. Sam Wayne in Trick or Treat, how it's just the pumpkin like head trick or treating spirit. Oh, okay. it's, of it's the Disney version of that. It's just the spirit of Halloween. Guys. I got you. Um, it seems like Oogie Boogie should be like the king, sort of touted as like like he included seems like he would be like the one that, to try to take the throne from Jack Skellington. He should be the mayor. There shouldn't even be a mayor. Heard, heard the Oogie Boogie man started in Easter <laughs> Easterland. And they're like, we don't like this vibe at all. You gotta get out of Easterland. This doesn't vibe with eggs. Be it oh, animosity! And How did they catch the bu- like the bunny so easily? And then it took like literally like over a month for them. For, oh, Mark, they uh, lock they just knocked door. on the door Barrel. and bagged him. I don't think it took that long. I just think they're shitty kids. I think I think yeah, they're just. I think Easterland is you open the door and the Easter bunnies. Yeah, I, just think, I think they got them both pretty yeah. quick. The bunnies. I don't the think they, got they, they didn't do, show yeah. them eating the Easter bunny afterwards. The bunny's already snared, mm-hmm, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot the military got involved. Forgot the military. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Why would you yeah, take? Okay, down. why are you taking the chance on Christmas Eve? That why wouldn't you just suspect that that's Santa Claus? Just maybe. 
Oh, you're saying if you're the yeah. military, why are you always shooting yeah. down stuff? So you're saying Santa's turned on them. They're like, he's turned on us and we need to... Well, maybe that is what they're thinking. We need to take him down. Yeah, pre-9-11, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> is anyone else just comment surprised that the other mascots like doesn't really don't really seem to know of each other, or even the other lands? Seems like they would have some union meetings or just something, you know? Well, that's why I was asking if it was Halloween every day. What is that from? Is that from some stupid, like, Christmas movie? Or the- I feel Maybe like, the I feel like one, of those, too. one of the Santa Clauses for sure has that type of scenario. Yeah, okay. I don't think they do know of other worlds. I mean, maybe Santa Claus does because he's all-knowing or something. He seems to have a little more. But that Easter Bunny just got his Oh, yeah, he's rock. never going to be the same. Don't Easter's expect any fucking chocolate. That Easter Bunny got Oh, it's, it's over. That is done. I'm almost positive. Yeah, we're thinking Lock, Stock, and Barrel just put just, him back. Just nah. ate him. They, they, <laughs> I don't think so. Do you know what the scariest part of this movie? Okay, well, the scariest part is... When we see that the Oogie Boogie Man or whatever his name is gets, he's oh, just yeah, all that's, bugs. That's, that's I don't the like most that frightening. at all. He should just and stay under as some that. and that's under some black light. Where does he get the black lights from? I don't know yeah, if he can. Obviously. He needs something to keep it all in. Yeah, not, it's like a so sausage. he can really be any more frightening as bugs than a sack. Well, but he do you know what's, it's like a sausage. Do Do you know what's almost like only a a, a, a a close second to it? It's the actual humans in real world Christmas. I don't like the way they look at all. That's scarier than anything going on in Halloween Town. I don't like it at all. Santa himself is a little off-putting as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. He's like a deadly night, holy night. Not too jolly, is he? No, he's kind of... In in Santa's defense, he has... He has reasons to be a little grumpy True. and mean about the whole situation. It just, he did it just get seemed kidnapped. like he should have a little more magic and be able to help himself out of the situation a little more. Especially when he like just up the tube at the end and he does have a little bit of Santa's magic. So, I mean. Yeah, but maybe it's like uh, the Schwartz. He's got the upside. I got the tail got side. You, you know, okay. like you, you can't really have it down in Halloween town. Well, it's like in the Santa, Santa Claus when Charlie's explaining how he goes to the furnace. It's kind of like a <laughs> sound effects important. <laughs> Although Santa got out of Halloween Town real quick once he was untied, he's like zip zip he's zoom. Magic. He's magic. He got out of there. There was magic Jack there. Was lucky. It could have been a disaster. <laughs> I think he knew that. You know, Santa knows all everything. Santa knows everything, and he knew that Jack was well intentioned. Says to the guy that got like nice put in his sack and carried away. He knows all the Chris. He didn't <sighs> animosity. The love interest between Sally and Jack just kind of comes out of nowhere. One. I still have questions about whether or not people even know she's in the community since she was created and kept as a prisoner in Finkelstein's basement. So there's weird. People know she's part of the community. Jack sure talks to her like she is. But at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, Sally, I've always known you were the one for me. That girl that's sometimes in the shadows in the corner because you're locked away in a basement. Yeah, they're a little romantic movie to end the movie. Sorry, they're a little romantic uh portion it's just odd it's unnecessary it just came out of nowhere believe in love hey get it we just don't we didn't follow a love story leading up to that point i don't think i don't think people filled with leaves have souls (laughs) even the start of it was just like he like saw her sitting up there and was like do you mind if i join you friend we're meant to be together i know this is like the longest we've ever talked before but i think we're gonna hold hands forever in jack's defense i didn't see anybody that wasn't you know like any other romantic character that he could have been and involved with. Is, um, I mean, are you saying Sally's is the best 90s. option? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, oh, just comment to back what we were talking about a second ago, though. The mayor in Oogie Boogie comment, if Jack dies or just does leave to Christmas land, easy peasy. The mayor and Finkelstein just, or the mayor Finkelstein and maybe Oogie Boogie take over. 
Oogie Boogie takes over. The mayor clearly says he can't make decisions. Finkelstein's a genius. He's making contraptions. And Oogie Boogie seems to carry the evil. The three of them together, they'll carry the community. They'll Uh, be just fine. That place is going to burn down. Um, Oogie Boogie is just like when Scar takes over Pride Rock. You got how you need to just eat shit It's never going to last. It's not sustainable. That mind, or at least half mind of Finkelstein, because he put it in his bride. And you got the mayor to keep him in check. Checks and balances, guys. Here's well, here's well, my on. impression of the mayor. Jack, what should we do? Jack, Jack, what should we do? There's got to be term limits. The mayor doesn't deserve to be there for more than well. Jack's eight years. the he's, king he's of pumpkin land. What do you want? He's a goddamn monarch. The That's pumpkin not king. an elected Let's official. Not There's nothing politics about here, that. Mark. He's just a monarch. Let's not get political. Oh, and also, I like that the like the police and the mayor are just going through their communities, announcing terrible things like. Santa has been like, like, there's a terrible thing going on and everyone's terrified. And also the mayor, Jack is dead. Everybody despair. I like that there's a town crier just telling everyone the terrible news. Well, it's because it seems like it's a very small community. And if one, if one of them goes missing, they know. And well, he's also the they king. assume dead. No one else has found this fucking like tree circle. No. Yeah, when you say one of them goes missing, you means the Pumpkin King or Santa Claus? When, yeah, when, you're going to start freaking yeah. out of those two guys go yeah. missing. Don't hey, forget who wins the in a fight? Bunny. Halloween Town or Christmas Halloween Town. They're, Nobody gives Halloween a shit. Town. They're vicious. No, no, no. See, that I, I thought you would say that. It's actually Christmas. You've got the elves' power. Well, didn't you You've see got an aerial attack. Were? Yeah, I'm just saying. It's Christmas you're Town being all Finkelstein. day. Nothing better than a little fellowship. Christmas might have magic, but Halloween has... Tricky evil. Yeah, so like they have monsters and scary stuff, but half of your people are bones or filled with like just uh, Halloween Town's bodies are falling apart left and right. Yeah, sack of bugs. Can they even die? You know, there's the question. I think they're an invincible army of the undead. They can. They clearly can. I asked that question earlier, and you're like, "Yep, some of them can. Well, some of them are dead already." I think (laughs) we think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, what what did you what did you guys like so much as a kid that you're like, oh, that was it? It's just I think so it was different. The aesthetic. Just the and overall it, aesthetic was the vibe. Yeah, for it me. was just the over the top spookiness. And honestly, as much as I hate the lack of rhyming now, but just like the theatric, the musical yeah, was the, cool. The, the yeah, theatrical like, sing songing every aspect of what's happening in the current moment, not necessarily needing to rhyme. Or having a great melody. I just liked that as a kid. Like, again, the, here is Jack. Jack is coming. Jack is back. What's Jack have to say? It was very straightforward as a kid and easy for me to understand. It was easy for me to digest. I realized sort of like rewatching some some movies. Like, I watched Re- Aristocrats, Aristocats, and then this movie. Like, just, I forgot the plot of it. I just liked the songs, Yeah, I guess. honestly... So I liked this as Halloween and didn't understand what was going on well, in the movie. And that's what I wonder. Sure, like, is yeah. it as a kid that you're like seeing Halloween and then Christmas and you're like, this is awesome. Yeah, I think that's probably... Because honestly, to Mark's point, I haven't watched this since I was a kid, really. And I kind of forgot... I mean, I remember the main... This pl- is not... The whole plot of the... Yeah, plot, yeah, but like, sure. like throw any, any finer points. So it was almost like a first watching again because I haven't seen this since I was like single digits. I guess I would say it's a perennial watch for me, but more I, you know, to the point of perhaps just being bra- background. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, this is this is a hundred percent for not me, and I probably won't go on to it. But Chris, you brought up a good point. So there's so many movies we've done on this podcast that are perennial watches, but when you actually pay attention yeah, yeah. and focus on them, you're like you you watch it in a new light. You're like, man, I forgot about this. And this is why I argue: if you have a movie you watch every season, whether it be for Christmas or Halloween. 
Go see it in the theater. Go see it with people because you're going to catch things you didn't catch. You're going to laugh at new things being surrounded by other people. And you're going to be like, oh, this movie has a whole fucking plot. I thought it was just like me texting them on my phone and then saying Merry Christmas is shitter's full. You guys get what I'm saying, though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a little, little, little tidbit here. Dr. Finkelstein's lips. Hate him. Hate everything is about him. He's a sl- soup slurping little lips he's got. Is he a Hate duck? Him. He's a no. duck, right? He's not. He, a, he's duck. He's like, not a duck. Answer from Disney uh, when they anamorphosize whatever it is when you make things more human. Like apparently his character in Disney is less ducky, more humany. So no, he's not a duck. Of course he's not a he's got duck. Lip I got duck. bad duck vibes from him though. He definitely looks like Duck Man. I don't necessarily like a, like a gothic aesthetic or style, but seeing Jack Skeleton's frame figure i'm like man you can just wear anything when you're rail thin <laughs> vertical and, lines. No, and i was jealous of that like got rickets <laughs> <laughs> sounds like somebody's told mark it looks like he has rickets <laughs> if only we were so lucky <laughs> so trim so i've 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 i was on reddit i've seen people who watch this movie the night before christmas mm-hmm. no pun intended Makes and sense. they watch it as a halloween movie mm-hmm. so where are we at? Is it just it's both best of both worlds? Where this are we is at? the big question. Is this a Christmas movie? Is it a Halloween movie? Chris, you've been you've been you've been biting at it. What what do you got to say? It's been chomping at the bit. It is a Christmas movie that can be enjoyed thoroughly during Halloween. Whoa! What did you just it's say? A Christmas movie that can be enjoyed thoroughly through Halloween. I would argue. I am. I am the opposite. Okay. It's a I'm Halloween the exact movie opposite. That can thoroughly, be, thoroughly be joined up until January first. Aesthetically, the it is much more is so a Halloween all movie about Christmas. May I Here, ask you this? Where does the movie primarily take in place ho- oh, no, in no, Halloween okay. Town? In ho- okay, you're talking setting. I'm talking story and plot line. The movie is thoroughly about Christmas. He learns lessons about what Christmas mm. is. See, this gets into he learns. This gets into an interesting. He learns area that he actually because Chris and I differ on Gremlins, where he thinks that's a Christmas movie, full on Christmas movie. But here, I think we're all saying this has the aesthetic and the Gremlins feeling. Is a Christmas movie. That's most, why mostly is. of Halloween. That's why it gets both. That, it gets both the fact for that me. Jack Skellington. You gotta, you you gotta take on the feels. You gotta account for the feels and how it makes you feel. D- despite the fact that Jack Jack Skellington is trying to give the Christmas feels aesthetically and visually, it is a Christmas movie. Okay. And although Gremlins is aesthetically visually a Christmas movie, and I agree, it doesn't give me those feels. A Christmas movies, Christmas movie specifically has to oh, give you yes, the Christmas. It does. Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Oh, it, Grim- it gives you the Christmas you spirit. Take- Cameron, take Gremlins out. You can't use Gremlins against this. It's just, it's in a different category. That is a it's Christmas movie. It's in the just same is. category. I, it, it is, I am 100% with Mark. This there's is tinsel. Christmas there's Christmas tree. It does there's, look there's like Christmas, the whole but then time. there's monsters, and that doesn't feel like Christmas. And then her di- dad died in a chimney. You're saying that there can, you're saying that every Christmas, every Christmas you've ever right, had. Right. Oh, God. We're like every other podcast on the fucking internet right now. It just depends. It just depends what you want from your holiday movie. This gives me, though, the plot is Christmas-oriented. The feel and the look and the aesthetic makes me feel like Halloween. You can't use that argument. You can't, like, there, you're saying there can't be scary stuff at Christmas? No, I definitely say, I think there can be macabre I, and scary and monsters at Christmas, but it's under a new category. It's dark Christmas. It doesn't give me the no, feeling of the spirit. No, let's not do subgenres now. Well, no, here's the whole thing. We've always differed on this, but it has to do with the feel. For a Christmas movie, Halloween movie, Halloween is important on the aesthetic and the visual. Christmas is important on the feel and the message and the aesthetic. It and Gremlins gives me above. a little bit You're of that. that Christmas always has to be happy. Yeah. 
For Christmas and Christmas movies, yeah. It's a wonderful Otherwise, life. He yeah, fucking 100%. throws himself off a bridge. Christmas can be 100%. depressing. Yeah, Christmas Carol. But uh, it's a wonderful but life. for ghouls and goblins. Got it. How's it? How's it end? How's it end? How do all those end? They learn the le- We have Christmas <laughs> movies that are also ghost stories. Yeah, but how does it end? Okay, how do most horror movies? Everybody's end? dead. Either or, everyone's dead. Or okay, how did Nightmare Before Christmas end? I don't know. Because okay, happy for all. <laughs> We're not getting anywhere here, boys. We're spinning our wheels like it's Christmas Day. No, uh-huh. we sure aren't. Uh, Before this goes on for two hours, let us know whether you think this is a Christmas. The funny movie thing was, or a Halloween I, movie. Shut the fuck up. Let us, shut the fuck let up. Let us know what you think clarifies. The, the title them. does not help. The title, the title does not help your guys' argument at all. No, of course not. No, it no. does. It sure doesn't. No, I'm Chris. still here. Right? Whole, no, you lost me. Oh, okay. Sorry, we lost Chris. Sorry. It's a great argument. That was maybe one of our best debates. True. Let us know what you think out there. Does it go Christmas? Does it go Halloween? Where does does do you need feeling? Is it just aesthetic? Let us know what you need in your holiday movies. I mean, fucking Die Hard doesn't really seem like it's really that happy-go-lucky and presents and all that. Chris Kringle and tinsel and all that. But you guys are saying, you guys are saying. (laughs) But we're going to move on to Mount Rushmore Top 4. Welcome back to Mount Rushmore. You missed about a 20-minute argument on Christmas and Halloween movies, but this week we're going to be doing our favorite stop-motion claymation movies. We're going to go Mark, Jordan, Chris, me. Mark, what's your number one? Okay, I'm going to stick with the same director, uh, it's it's something I had VHS growing up. I love this movie still to this day. It's James and the Giant Peach. I, knew you were gonna I don't know say why that. they're going to New York. I don't know what the plot is about. I don't know why he even needs to have the peach or if he monetized the peach. It looked delicious. So you're telling me that's another movie you watched so young you don't exactly remember it, but it's nostalgic oh. and you like it. Correct. That you that movie James scared the, the shit out of me as a kid. It was a little creepy. It for was some it was a creepy. Yeah, it had a little bit of another musical. Yeah. It was Spider. the worm. The worm creeped me out. It also uh it, it's got similarities to a nightmare before Christmas, but it was more palatable because it wasn't like Bright, centered brighter around colors. a holiday. It had colors. Yes. yes. I always wanted to make a lantern out of like a popcorn bag because of that movie. Mm. Oh yeah. Ooh, burn yeah. down your house. <laughs> No, well, okay. <laughs> no, no, popcorn bag should the peach is my in. house, Jordan. The that's true. That's house. true. That's true. The ants, the ants in that movie freaked me out a lot. I get that. Uh, Jordan, you're up next. What's your number two? Um, uh, go back, listen to our Paranorman. I like it. It is a Halloween movie. I think it's funny. I think it holds up, and I do quite like their um their characters. I don't always like uh, stop motion characters the way they look, but I think theirs work really well. I do love me some Paranorman. That is a perennial watch for me now. Mm-hmm. Have you guys watched it yet? Not yet. No. Not yet. Saving it for a little bit later. Saving it for a little bit later. Gotta go hard in the There's pain. There's not much later. There's That's not true. Much I later. watch it tonight. I That's will watch it tonight. I, I'll fail on where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch yeah. Hocus Pocus, like on the 30th, and like yeah. I never get yeah. to Chris it. Chris or... made me do one and two at the start of October, so it's out of the way for me. Chris is an early scary movie person. Uh, I'm, I'm, fine. I'm a rewatch of classics. Yeah, I get I get what your thing is. Chris, you're up next. What is your favorite stop motion? Well, I was going to go Paranorman. That was a really good one. Solid, um, solid. Good. I'm glad we agreed. Solid number two. Mm, I'm going to go Honorable Mention Frankenweenie. 
Frank and Weenie. You can't throw out an honorable mention. That's your well, number three. Well, yeah. no, no, no. That's, well, like uh, that's your number three. That's okay. It's oh, my so number. It was not your first. pick. It's not my first pick, but it's the it's my second choice. It's his follow. Frank and Weenie. Did you watch the live action or were you just a claymation? Uh, I watched both, but I do. I like the production value of the, the claymation, claymation one better. Yeah, that makes sense. It's I mean, a sad story. I mean, the live action was like I think it's just also a student good. film or something too. So I mean, yeah, it was like it was like his. Um, Thesis film, I think, from college. Yeah, so I mean, it can't be. I've the best never production. seen live action. That's cr- I've never seen. That. It's on Disney okay. Plus. It, pre- it predated. Yeah, it's yeah. it's probably only like twenty. Yeah, minutes. it's only it's, it's like, like a half it's an hour. It's like a half hour probably. It's a short. I'll check mm-hmm. that out. Yeah, it's good. Uh, thank God no one said it, but my favorite is Corpse Bride. Also, Tim Burton. This is when we get Johnny Depp in there. I feel like this was their refined nightmare before Christmas. The songs are catchier. I, I, it's more, that's how I feel. It's just a better. It's I like it a There's lot. It's a better love story there, right? Yeah, it's just a better story. It, it it has a full story instead of just being like kind of a musical sing along. You know, I wouldn't say you couldn't have Corpse Bride without Nightmare on Elm Street, but Nightmare it seems Before like Christmas. You, sorry, Jesus, Nightmare Before Christmas. But it definitely seems like that Nightmare Before Christmas crawled. So yeah, it opened the door for like spring, most yeah. definitely. No, I agree with you. And, Whatever that and, analogy and is, fill in the analogy. And I think for that's me. maybe why I like Corpse Bride so much now, and it's harder for me to watch Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that was just catered towards a younger audience. The songs are a little just like more toddlerish, whereas Corpse Bride is just a little more adult catered. In agree, Corpse Bride's defense, that. though, towards Nightmare Before Christmas, it's like twenty-five to thirty years in advancement in sto- like True. the way you could visually show things. So like that just adds so. I much mean, and to it, it was an innovator. It did kind of just make this whole. Plus, Corp Friend had like yeah. a like a true like sto- more like an adult story going. Well, yeah, on. a story in general, more so. Just like I don't know, instead of just having a weird love interest thrown at the end, it was just more defined. So, with that said, what are some of our honorable honorable God? I can never say honorable mentions for this film. Honorable so, mentions. I've got one. I've got one on the tip of my tongue because Cameron and I used your Disney Plus to watch this movie. I didn't do the sing along, but then I'm like, oh, I'm kind of in the mood for stop motion now, so I rewatched Fantastic Mr. Fox by Wes Anderson. Oh, nice, it's solid. It's That's good. on Disney Plus. Yeah, oh. I don't know why, but it is. Wait. I actually haven't seen that. I'm Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, like I love that movie. One of my uh, mm-hmm. one of my favorites mentioned earlier, just from my childhood, just because I love the humor, was Wallace and Gromit. Loved me some Wallace and Gromit. You know, I never watched Admin, too much. Um, Admin Animations, that's Wallace and Gromit. They do uh, Chicken ah. Run, which mm-hmm. I love Chicken Run. It's, Chicken it's Run like, was big when we were kids, for sure. It's the remake of The Great Escape. Wallace and Gromit, mm-hmm. even even better. Honestly, gives give that a chance. It's better than Chicken Does Run. Does Wallace and Gromit, they have a Halloween special, right? I don't think I've seen I it. Think it's so. the Were Rabbit. Yes. Yeah. Is it that? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm surprised none of us said Coraline, but I mean that was big, and I mean that 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 was honestly probably on my top four. I find I enjoyed it more it thoroughly. disturbing. Box trolls. It's, it's, it's disturbing. Yeah, the box the box trolls looks awesome, but their story for me, I got lost, and I'm like, what's going on here? What and I doing? think I do think Monster House does a little bit of stop motion y. That of, is that's motion yeah, paranormal. That's stuff. motion capture. Mm-hmm. That that that's a different job. I'm gonna I'm gonna include it in an honorable mention. It's different. It's CGI so, motion capture. I'm not. Gonna I'm gonna include it in. it in the honorable mentions. I gotta throw out Kuba and the Two Strings. I was just it's about a, to say uh, such it, an epic it movie. Really it's is so a good movie. I really do like it. I believe it's with uh, wasn't it Charlize uh, Theron like and, uh, and yeah. I can't remember who else is the voices Didn't of it. Didn't that get an Academy Award? Yeah, it was up for something. Yeah, that's how it came across. I think it was back. actually maybe up for like Labette, like legit just best, best animated winner not, or nom. 
Nah, nah. Nom, I think. Probably one best animated, but unless, well, probably lost to like a Pixar movie. Well, this, but uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas was actually nominated for best. Uh, Ooh, really? Nice. Yeah, that's Good awesome. Good pull. Uh, Santa Claus coming to town. The one yeah, where well, he's I mean, ginger. obviously all the old classic, just like Rudolph, Santa Claus mention. coming to town. Yeah, mm-hmm. happy the New Year one. Those should those should definitely be mentioned. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to our take on Nightmare Before Christmas. If you like what you heard, make sure you like and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Rate and review. If you want more content out there, make sure you check out I'm Not Crazy, Urban Hermit Podcast, and the Highwire Podcast. Until then, we'll check you on the next one.